0: Praise God! As he said, our pastors in Israel. I do want us to pray for them tonight. Oh, I'm not talking to you, Siri. And um, also, we will be continue our lesson, a prayer revolution. Pastor told me continue pr- um, talking about that, so that's our subject. But before we talk about it, I want us to pray. I want us to pray over our pastor, our team. Some I have our mamas, our aunties, our uncles on the trip, our friends. So I've been covering them almost every day since they left. So I'm gonna pray over them before we begin. Um, And anything else the Holy Spirit leads us to pray about, but that's my main um, objective to pray about them. So everybody join in as I lead and pray. As the Holy Spirit lead, I will follow. Lord, I thank you, Holy One Lord. I thank you that in our pastor absence, Lord, that you are still with us, Lord. And you are with them over there, Lord. We pray for supernatural favor, supernatural provision, and supernatural protection, Lord. I thank you as they go over their divine apartments, Lord. I thank you that you set, you order their steps, you put them in the right place at the right time for your glory. In Jesus' name, I thank you that they are over there. They are the light and they are the salt. I thank you for salvations as they minister, Lord, in Jesus name. I thank you for our group will be a light and a salt over there. Wherever they go, they will show the love of Jesus Christ. Let your love be manifested in each and every one of them in Jesus name. We pray traveling mercies, Lord. Traveling mercies that the hosts of heaven go before them and keep them in safety in Jesus name. I thank you that they will prefer one another. We come against strife and division. That they will look out for one another. That they will take care of one another. That people who do not know you, Jesus, will look upon them and say, this is what Jesus is. This is a love. This is the way he rep- we represent ourselves." And I thank you for divine apartments. Thank you that our pastors will know when they're absent that this place will go forth, that people will still come out in the cold, that people will still come and hear the word because it's not about Pastor Lisa and Pastor Morgan and Pastor Justin, Justin, Pastor Gene. It's about you, Jesus. And I thank you, Lord, that you just, they have fellowship together. They just be at rest and be at peace. And when they see the things that you saw with your eyes, that they will encounter you greatly. As they see the things, walk the places that you walk. See the things that you behold with your eyes. May they have God divine encounters. May they come back changed for your glory, for your namesake. We plead the blood over each and every one of them. Everyone that left homes, Lord, I pray that their homes will be better when they come back. I pray that their husbands will be taking care of and their children will be in Jesus' name. That they won't miss a beat. And when they come back, Lord, I thank you that they will say, I'm glad I went. In Jesus' name, we pray over them. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I like you. Thank you. You're on the front row. <laughs> yeah. Somebody. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. It's an honor for you don't know me. I, I am Shirley. I'm over the prayer. I'm the prayer coordinator. That's probably a pastor asked me to preach on prayer tonight. And we're going to, I'm going to be a continuation. We're going to be talking about, well, the subject is a prayer revolution. And I was looking up revolution. And I just was looking at the word, looking up the word and seeing what does it really mean. We know we had a revolution here, the American Revolution, but what does that mean? And so let me just pull it up. Because we need a prayer revolution, I'm telling you. It's a sudden, radical, or complete change. A a activity, a movement designed to effect fundamental change in the situation. And if anybody needs a prayer revolution, the church does. And then I also went and looked about the American Revolution. The American Revolution was principally principally caused by colonial opposition to the British. They started a revolution because they didn't like what the British was doing. We need to start a revolution because we don't like what the devil is doing. We don't like what the devil is doing to our children, our nation, our families, our neighborhoods, our schools. We need to do a jaggly change and oppose the opposition of the devil. And the only way we're going to do that is if the church starts praying. Amen. If you start praying. Amen. And that's what we're going to talk about tonight. If we have a church revolution, we have a church revival. If we have a church revival, we have a God habitation. If we have a God habitation, we will see the move of God. We want to see for people to come in and know that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. That's our main goal, for people to see our God is alive and he's not dead. That's what we're going to do. And I started it. Everybody knows my Monday night prayer. I started revolution years ago. I am, I'm going to just tell you my heart, I'm tired of getting prayer requests to people sick, broke, family on drugs, children addicted. They addicted, and they come to church every week. I'm tired of it. And so when Pastor told me to preach this, I was like, okay, that's good. I'm not saying that the enemy don't come at me, but I say, I'm saying I'm victorious over everything he comes at me. So there's some stuff I want to teach you about praying tonight so you could be an effective prayer. Not hit and miss, not maybe he'll do it this time, we don't know this time, but he's going to do it every time. Amen. Number one, because he's good. Yes. Yes. Amen. A good God is always going to be good, yes. Yes. no matter what. Right. So, praying for people and yourselves. That' what Pastor wants me to continue. The first part of it is praying is three parts I'm going to hit. The first one is love, the second one is praying in tongues, and the third one is always praise and worship. So let's touch. And I'm not going to hold you long. I'm one of those preachers that don't believe in preaching long. Just get my words across and get off the stage. And let the Holy Ghost do the moving. Don't get used to it. <laughs> Teresa and Pastor are a little bit different. They're more of a teacher. I'm more of a preacher. I say what I got to say and let the Holy Ghost do what he need to do after I say what I need to say. I do. Let me pray over my sermon. Lord, Lord I thank you for this word, Lord. I thank you. Let the words be like fire out of my mouth and let the wood be like, be like let the people be like wood. Let it stir them up, Lord. Let it burn on them, Lord. Let my word be like a hammer that break up those rocks of religion and tradition and things that kept them bound over years, Lord, in Jesus' name. Let your words fill my mouth. Let nothing come out my mouth if it's not of you, Lord. I thank you that I have the utterance of the Holy Ghost. I have the boldness of the Holy Ghost and I have the Holy Ghost and I have the power of all the power of the enemy. I thank you when I I speak, Lord, that my utterance, that my utterance will be pleasing in your sight. Thank you that these people's ears will be open, Lord. Thank you that it will receive your word not for me but from you, God, because you are tired of them being defeated. You are tired of them letting the devil come in and still kill these store. And you want them to arise. So, Lord, I thank you. I stand in front of these people as a soldier, as someone that you call to tell your church to rise up now and be the glorious church that you called them to be. And may they respond to this calling tonight. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. The first one I'm talking about, praying over people, and I'm talking about love. We all know about love. Corinthians 13. But I'm not going to talk about that until the second part. I'm going to talk about you know the love of God. I'm telling you as I stand here, if you don't know the love of God, you can't pray for yourself or nobody else. How can you pray for somebody that's sick and you don't even know the love of God yourself? Because you thinking, I'm praying, do God really love me? Because if you don't know God love you, you don't know God love them. You don't even know your authority if you don't know the love of God. You don't. It's impossible. So I'm going to talk about the love God has for you because that's the power in prayer. The Bible said God is love. The Bible says submit to God and resist the devil and he will flee. When he says submit to God, you, resist, you, you submit to love. Love is in the word from A to Z. The whole Bible shows you love. So I need people who pray, number one, to know that they are loved by God. Because if you don't know you love by God, you can't take authority over nothing or no one. I want to go first to Ephesians 3.17, verse, tw- verse 20. Do y'all, is it working for my scriptures? That Christ may dwell in your heart through faith, that you be rooted and grounded in love. Yes. That being rooted and grounded, nobody can pluck you up. Amen. Rooted and grounded in love. The next one, please. may be able to comprehend with all the sense what is the width and the length and the depth and height, to know the love of Christ with passages and knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. You ever look at somebody and say they full of God? You could just tell when they talk, when they pray, when they minister, you'd be like, that woman or that man full of God. You know why they full of God? Because they know the love of God. They have no fear of man anymore. They have no fear of what you think about them because they know God loves them. They know what God did for them, and they know you can't do nothing to them. Anytime you see a man or woman full of God, it's because they know the love of God. Anytime. Anytime. Anytime you see somebody empty, they're not focused on his love. I mean, John 3, 16. It's a verse that everybody knows. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. If we every day, I'm talking about every person on the CD, focus on God's love for about 30 minutes every day, I guarantee sickness won't stay in your body. Perfect love casts out fear. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, I I, I think about this a lot. And this is a simple verse, but I meditate on it daily. God so loved the word that he gave his only begotten son. And I have two daughters. And I'm going to tell you right now, I won't give my daughters for none of (laughs) y'all. I'm not going to say like I won't give my daughters life for none of y'all. But God so loved the word that he gave his only begotten son. That one scripture, you ain't got to leave. If you had a child... And somebody said, Will you let your child die for me? How many of you raise your hand and say yes? I go, but you ain't taking my children. Amen. That right there could tell you if you meditate on that one scripture how much God loved you that he wasn't even going to withheld his own son from you. Amen. I don't know no man or woman that would do that. And I've been just meditating on God's love, and I always do. Some of y'all need to take communion. I take it regularly. But last week, he was saying, watch the passion. And I haven't watched the passion for years. Only because when they get to the part where they're beating Jesus, I can't watch it. I can't watch it. It's too much. So I was was fasting and praying, and he said, watch the passion again. I said, okay, I'm going to watch it, and I'm going to try to do it. So I put it up there, and I watch it. And he said, every time they hit Jesus, I want you to say, thank you, Lord. I want you to thank me and even Mel Gibson didn't even do justice of what really happened. I don't think no movie could ever be made because they said he didn't even look like a man when they got finished. They beat him so bad that he didn't even look like a man. This is a mango mess. He had to be the son of God just to take that. But I watched that movie. And they hit them. I would say, thank you, Jesus, me, weeping on the floor. But every time they hit them, I said, that's diabetes, that's cancer, that lupus, that's blood disease. Amen. That's right. yeah. Poor eyesight, pain in my back, knee joints. Every time they hit him with that, I would say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I don't have to tolerate sickness that one day in my body. And after I watched the movie. I got up off my knees after weeping and crying and seeing what he did. You have to remind yourself of the love he had for you. Every day remind yourself because you won't be power in prayer if you don't understand this one point. Watch him, weeping, crying, got off. I look, at. I have a picture of him. I said, Jesus, I would never let you did what you did for me be in vain. I refuse to let sickness or disease come in my body. Because what you took on that cross, it will not be in vain in my life. I will not let the poverty, curse, or any demon overrule me because of what you did. If I do that, i am let what you did be in vain. What he did will not be in vain in my life. And I repeat it. For those times when I let something come on me. Because it's only what I allowed, because he already did it. I said, I'm sorry. I didn't realize what you did for me. I'm sorry. I believe something else outside of your word. I'm sorry. I believe a lie when you told me I'm the way, the truth. And I believe a lie. And that wasn't even where, that's where the love began. It began when Jesus sent him. It began when he was on the cross, but it didn't end there. Mm-hmm. That would have been good enough because now I'm going to heaven. Yes, mm-hmm. Now he took my sickness and my disease. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. But then he says, surely. They didn't put this in the movie, but they need to. Then I took your place in hell. So no hell should be in your life. Then after I took your place in hell, I rose out of hell. So you have resurrection power inside of you to raise out of any situation. Then after I rose out of hell, I defeated death, hell, and the grave. Then I took the devil and made a show of him openly. Colossians 2.15, everybody saw the devil whoop and beat. All those demons in hell saw it. It was a greater one down there. And he said, that one lives inside of you. To pray, you must know that. So wherever demon, devil come against gets you, you know Jesus already dealt with them. And your job is to enforce what he already done. And that was love. Then he came out, he said, all authority has been given to me. Then I'll give it to you. When well, you're praying for people, praying for yourself and others, if you don't know all authority was given to you, Chloe, you can't pray for them. Because if they got a demon on them, how you going to tell that demon to get off? Because you don't know you have authority over that because you don't know what Jesus did in his love. You cannot pray effectively if you don't have this thing rooted. I don't... I don't care if you've been in church 50 years. I see people in the church 50 years, 30 years, 20 years. I've been here 18. They don't know a bit more than God loves than anything because time suddenly hit their body, they get in fear. They don't look at their body and say, listen here, body. Let me tell you what happened. Jesus took your praise on that cross. Blessed is the man that hanged on tree, he was cursed. Listen here, body. This is a temple of God. And you can't drill where God is at. And Jesus loves me. I remind myself of that. Take, let me take my communion because he said, do this and remembers me. Yes. Remind everything he did. And tell your body, listen here, sickness and disease you cannot and will not latch yourself onto me because you cannot do it. Amen. Because what Jesus did for me, I would not allow it to be in vain. Amen. This is what I do. Yes. This is what I do. This is nothing. I'm preaching you. This is what I do. Think this is my water. I don't yeah. Praying effectively for yourself and others. Church, we got to get this. We need a prayer revolution. We need a radical change. We need a religion and a tradition. Gone. Gone. That ain't helping nobody. I was praying the other day, talking to my Papa God like I always do. And he said this, he's tired of his church being sick. Yeah. Yeah. He said, "Surely, I'm tired of my church being sick. Amen. Me too, God. How I get the prayer requests, this person going to the hospital, person, this person got heart problems. This person got a bad report. If you don't know it, guys, I cry over y'all praise report. Pray that they will rise up. We have the power of God inside of us to rise up. We don't sit down and let them tell us what we got. You know what I got? The Holy Ghost, the blood of Jesus, the name of Jesus, the power of God. I wouldn't dare sit down and let a doctor tell me what I got. You can tell me. My daughter is going to be a doctor. Medical school, right now as we speak. I I love doctors. They better have the Holy Ghost, though. I'm going to come to their office. (laughs) Or they better have a mama praying like I'm doing my daughter over her patients. But I believe the report of the Lord. The report of the Lord that he died, rose again, and defeated death, hell, and grave. The report of the Lord is I have authority over all the power. Not some of the power. Not some power. I have authority over all the power of the enemy. And I got that because he loves me. Nothing biting me shall harm me. Say he loves me. me. Amen. (laughs) Also, we're going to go Romans verse 8. Romans 8 verse 38, 39. I got to get to the scripture. For I am persuaded that neither death. Oh, you're afraid of dying? That can't separate you. Or just life. Life get weary. Life get troublesome. That can't separate you. Nor angels. Nor principalities. Paul, I don't care what kind of um, generation curse. I don't care what kind of demonic influence you're talking about. I don't care what kind of rich craft rebellion or, or what kind of spirit you got on you. Nor things present, I don't even know, things right now or things to come. Nothing can separate you from that love that he did for you. If you can't be separated from that love, you need to get revelation of that love. If you get revelation of that love, I guarantee you your days of failure is gone. One scripture said nothing can pluck you out of his hand. Nothing. Whatever going on now. Whatever going to go on in 10 years from now, whatever going to go in 30 years from now cannot separate you from that love of God Amen. So whatever going on right now, it cannot separate you. That's the powerful love. The church don't even know what love is. Because if we did, we'll be victorious. In the scripture, Jesus said he was moved with compassion. He was moved with compassion. Love will move you. Yeah. If love ain't moving you, that ain't compassion. Yeah. I can tell the people who know love because they moving. Yeah. The people who don't love know love, they're sitting down, ain't doing nothing. It yeah. move Jesus ain't going to move you. Yeah. 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 People who pray a lot, love a lot. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Because you see the enemy in people's life okay. illegally and you want to do something about it. It moves you to come to prayer. Amen. It moves you to come to church. Yes. I always say this, and I, people may think differently. i never seen love on this earth like a mama and this child. That child could be stronger on drugs 10 years, and the mama still never give up on him. That's right. That's right. Still call him a man of God. Still pray for them. Yes. Daddy said, the mama's, and I might be doing this, as I might tell myself. Sometimes daddy said, don't give him no money, and mama sneak and give him some money anyway. She know what baby needs. We do it. Because that's our baby. Daddy be like, no, they need discipline. Mom be like, that's my baby. Hell yeah, baby, don't tell nobody. Don't tell nobody. It's that love that mamas would never give up on their kids. And God is fighting for you today, saying, Don't give up. Because my love is sufficient. It will carry you through any dark days, but first you must know it. For the young ones, if you got low self esteem, because you don't know the love of God. If you was young and you had high self-esteem, you don't care what they say about you. You're walking that school. Yeah, I pray in tongues. Yeah, I cast out demons. You may be a demon. I might cast you out right now. I know who I am. Like, I didn't even know Nicole was going to sing that song. I know who I am. I know who I belong to. And you must get that. You won't be effective in anything, especially praying for people. Ooh, Lord Jesus, sometimes I just get mad how the devil just lie to people. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if somebody in my prayer group, I go to war for them. They just lie to you. Don't sit down and take that lie. Amen. Kick the devil in the tooth. Yeah. <laughs> right. I knew a time, I think Alice might said, he's defeated, he ain't got no feet. Amen. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Yes. I mean, it's got to be something, and the only thing that I know drives me is love, love for people, love, love, love. The world needs love, but love is going to produce fruit in your prayer life. And people could tell when you pray for them. They can tell. They can tell if you've been spending time with God and if you're just trying to say something because it's good to say I'll pray for you. Wherever there's love, there's power. Where there is no love, there's no power. Oh, and then also, we're going to talk about now loving, knowing God's love. The second thing is loving people. You cannot be effective in prayer if you have ought, if you have unforgiveness. It's a two sided thing. You got to know God's love. But then you also got to let that love flow to people. Yes. I even have done this in my prayer group, and Debbie could be a witness. You come to my prayer group. You come out here and tell me you're in unforgiveness. I said, just go home right now. Because yep. yep. what you're praying ain't gonna do nothing. Exactly. And you're gonna waste my time because now I gotta get all these demons out of unforgiveness in my prayer group. <laughs> it's best you just go and take that demon with you. Amen. Unforgiveness can block and shut down everything. And we do it every day. Just the other week, somebody said something about me. And I'm like, that's not true. I pray for them. I do everything I can. And then they say that about me. And then God said, pray for them. Why do you think he said pray for your enemies? Pray for those who use you. Pray for those you don't get along with. Pray for those who you don't even understand. Because you have to be effective in prayer. I had this woman, one time she came and her husband was cheating on her. And the first thing I said, you praying for the mistress? She like, I said, Jesus was not alive. She looked like I I was crazy. I said, if you don't pray for her, you ain't going to get nowhere in prayer. It's hard to do. Now, you're going to tell me if my husband cheated on me on pray for his mistress. I know I would because I have to, but that's a hard thing to do. I said, number one, you know, are we going to pray for her? Because she don't even know who she is. She got to sleep with another woman's husband to get value. She lost. She going to hell. She ain't saved. That right there, are any Christian should pray for a person who ain't saved. Amen. Maybe she get saved. She'll start sleeping in your husband's bed. Amen. Then your problems off. Yes. Then we gotta pray for your husband, of course, but right. Right. we do, cause we gotta get him right too. Amen. But that's how powerful prayer is. Yes. When you pray for somebody, they have no power over you. You take that power and it becomes love. If you in love submit to God, submit to love, then you resist the enemy. Then he will flee. Anytime you see God in your Bible, you can replace that with love because the Bible said God is love. Love is whatever the word says. If the word says by his stripes you are healed, that's love. If the word says you have authority over the enemy, that's love. If the word says you're more than a conqueror, that is love. Amen. Jesus is the word. Yes. Wherever the word said, that is love, get under that word. Then resist the devil and he will flee from you. Yes. Don't do it any other way. Nope. It it's going to be one day. And I hope I'll be here to see it, where the church is going to be the healthiest people and people are going to come in here to know what we're doing. Yes. Yes. And we're going to say we had a prayer revolution. Yes. We know who we are. Yes. We know God loves us. We know we don't have to take no less than what God paid the price for. Yes. I, was, I got a new doll. I'm going to tell this story real quick. Her name Gracie. You may see it on Facebook. She's the cutest little thing. But boy, when she came in our house, she was a barking as dog. She, every, my husband just man, he can't do nothing. She run him. <laughs> but I had this thing in me, if you know me, I had this thing in me. It's a Genesis 126. But I had this thing in me that no one is gonna have dominion over me, except God. Yeah. My husband has authority. Yeah. We work together. Yeah. But I ain't letting nobody, especially come in my house and have dominion over me. Nobody. Nobody, not a dog, cat, a mouse, a rat, <laughs> the devil. preach preacher Sunday talking about the dog. the The dog is like the devil on your couch. I was like, no, my my grace ain't no devil, but sometimes she act like one. Yeah. Um, but she's not the devil. But um, <laughs> she' coming. She she's. Um this lady in church, she had a couple dogs and she just said, God told me surely, so she gave me one and on the video before she gave it to me, the dog was the most worst, the dog was the worst dog. <laughs> barking, and it miss Debbie, barking, acting a fool, and that's the one she gonna give me. <laughs> but I'm like, God, you know me. My, my both of my daughters, they are good girls if you know them. But I don't they, I don't get weak people underneath me. If you're underneath me, it's probably because you stone, because I ain't shopping iron. So I'm like, yeah, you gave me graces, but I know she's gonna have to bow down. Uh-huh. I know how to deal with those strong will kids. I have two. Both of those are very strong will. So, on oh, the videos, but I was like, she's gonna, she gonna be something, but I got myself ready. So she came to the house. Oh my God. And she thought she was gonna rule the house peeing, pooping, barking, yelling. My husband can't wake up in the morning, don't know what day it is. It's Sunday, he put on clothes, to go to work, because he ain't got no sleep. <laughs> Getting up, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, she just barking. So at first, I gave her Grace. I gave Gracie Grace because she's a puppy. Then after that, I said, no, you be manipulative, little doggy. We're going to have to come to Jesus meeting, Gracie. So I started putting it so like she'll come. I said, no, Gracie. And then she'll jump on me. I put her back and say, no, Gracie, no, Gracie. And then now, I finally, like, well, I, went, I didn't beat the dog. Don't call Peter or whatever it is. I didn't do that. <laughs> But I do have a spray bottle that I spray her butt. But I had to show her. And she will come to her. i push her back. Come, push her back. Then finally she said. And now I'm the only one in the house that control her. Mm-hmm. Shut up. Get out. You walk in. Go in there. She'll be quiet. Sit down. The only one. And the Lord, and the Lord, and the Lord used stuff like this all the time to show me. He said, that's just how the devil is. He come and he tried to throw his authority. And you tell him, no, devil, not today. Get back. The, the, Jesus Christ is Lord by the blood. And he come back again. And you throw him back down. And he come back again. You keep beating him down with the word and enforcing that authority. And finally, he wimp like a little thing yeah, and go wrong. And then, and then, I don't know about my husband. She don't listen to nothing that I say. But when I say something, she do it. And the Lord said that same thing with my church. Some people say, get off, devil. I rebuke you. He said, what? And then mama come in there and say, you're going to have no dominance. Get off that way he go. Right. Why? Because one person took the time to enforce what Jesus said when the devil tried to come back and come back and come back. He's gonna, the devil going to always be around until Jesus throw him in the lake of fire. He's going to never leave you alone. But when you speak, he'll whimper and go. If you already told him, you're not going to be my dominant one. You're not going to have dominance over me. But Genesis 1, 26. then God said, let us make man in our own image. According to our likeness, let them have dominion over the fish and the sea, over the birds, over the air, over the cattle, over all things. I use that scripture all the time. Ain't no dog or cat and anybody going to have authority over me. Yeah, A dog got walking down the street, start barking at me. I said, I got authority of you in Jesus' name. You ain't going to bite me. Mm-hmm. We have it. He said it. Yeah, it right, yeah. But then, anyway, I just tell you that about my dog. But Jesus said, that's how the church is. Some people, they come in, and a little bit cute to be mad at somebody. Grace is just as cute as she wanted to be. Got her little bows in her eyes, all that pretty fur. It's cute to be mad. It's cute to go here and talk about this person that about that person. Then what be cute ain't cute anymore when they start taking over your house and you start losing sleep. You better get that. You better get that in, in, in real quick. Get that under submission. You better let the devil know. Who in charge? And it ain't Jesus because Jesus in you. It's you. It's you. you in charge. And the next one, I'm going to go. Now we're going to talk about loving people. First Corinthians. We all know this chapter 13. Love is patient. Love is kind. I'm not going to deal with it too long because we know this. Pastor teach us about walking in love. And you got to pray for yourself and people. Don't let your prayers not be answered because you ain't unforgiveness. We've been taught on just too much in this church for us to be acting like we act with one another. Walking in love with our pastors, number one. Walking in love with our leadership, number two. And walking in love with one another, number three. And we will have some powerful prayer meetings. I've been in prayer groups where... It'd been up to 15 people, up to eight people, and up to four people. And the less people you have, the more it's effective because you got less people to deal with. When you start getting other people, more people, they don't understand why you like this. They don't like you. They don't like how you pray. They don't understand this. And it's all kind of animosity. Just love one another. I don't understand half the stuff you people do. <laughs> half a time, I don't understand the music. Half a time, I don't know why y'all ain't jumping up running I don't know why y'all ain't shouting. I don't know why y'all ain't dancing. I know you be dancing. I don't know why y'all ain't happy. The new year came out just so happy and people act like they were just, oh. I'm like, what's wrong with y'all? I don't understand y'all, but I still love y'all. I still come every Sunday. I still come every Sunday, every Wednesday. I still in the leadership position. I ain't got to love you to understand you. I don't know why Bernie ain't running with me and dancing with me, but I still love Bernie. Because he's different, different cultures, different people, different things. Love one another. That's what he said. Don't, you ain't got to understand them. We, I was praying with these ladies Tuesday morning. The Lord said it's going to be a lot of the people coming in. And you're not going to understand them. He didn't say understand them. He said love them. They're going to be different. I'm different. Hopefully you're different. Who want to be the same? I tell people, you better love me because if not, I'm going to talk to Jesus about you. <laughs> I am. And I'm going to let him fight my battles because I love you. Right. So you, whatever you do ain't going to cause me no harm because I'm covered by love. <laughs> this is what God guy told me. God said, children, when you stay in love, that's a secret place. Anybody try to hurt you in love is going to bounce back off and go back to them. Time you get out of love with them, they can hurt you. Stay in love with me. I don't care if they rob rob from you, steal you, cuss you, whatever they do. As long as you stay in love, you in the protection. I don't care if the pastor make you mad, Pastor Lisa, anybody. make. Stay in the love, you in protection. If you get out of love, the enemy have all rights to hit you. Love is protection. So I'm not going to talk about that anymore. I'm just going to say you be a fool to get an offense. And don't be a fool. Don't be a, say, I'm not gonna be a fool. They can say whatever they want to say. I'm gonna love you. Matter of fact, if you talk about me, I'm gonna pray for you even harder. Somebody said, "Why you put me down? Put me down on your prayer list?" I said, "Oh no, I don't want you put me down on your prayer list. If you do, if you talk about me, just let me go. Don't put me down on your prayer list because you don't you, you ain't walking love. So your prayer is not gonna be effective anyway." The second thing you want to pray for people. Now I pray this church get this. You need to pray in tongues. Let me tell you about people. They're not going to tell you the truth when they give you a prayer request. They're not going to tell you they was on the phone last night talking about Pastor Morgan. They're not going to tell you they don't pay their tithes. They're not going to tell you they're living in sin. They're going to say, Shirley, pray for me because I'm sick. Shirley, pray for me because I have money problems. Pray for me because my husband ain't acting right. Pray for me to just go on. They ain't going to tell you nothing but the bare minimum to pray. You better have some shokoloro basido roba kaya siro going on. Because the Holy Ghost will show you how to pray for them. Sometimes they don't even know. Stuff happening to them. They don't even know what's going on. I prayed for, I was praying for somebody the other day. And something was going on with the child. I started praying for them. The Lord said they got an open door in that house. The enemy has an open door because the parents open the door to some demonic activity. Now it's on the child and that's why the child is acting the way she, what he or she acted. Now he had told me to tell the person. Watch what he did. He said, but I want you to pray that they will see that door. I want you to pray over the parents because it's not what they see. The child is acting a fool. Oh my God, it's not what they see. It's what they don't see is what's causing that activity. While I'm on this, I'm going to try. Don't let your kids be watching all this TV stuff. Don't let them listen to all that stuff. Spirits get in. They get confused. Their minds is not like our minds. Don't you know the devil want to kill your children? If parents would realize that, because if he touch your child, he'll distract you. So watch over them parents, online, Watch over your children. I know I got two. I can't do everything what they listen to, but try to be your best to close doors in your house. If they get it, don't let it come from your house. And you can't take authority over if you mess in it too. You can't take authority of nothing you involve in. Your children, people get mad at their children when their children do stuff, but their children are like you. They get it from you. My daughter came home. She's in family. She came home. She was home for Thanksgiving. I get a le- she got a ticket in the mail. They sent it to my house because I'm on. You know, her, my, her license, I'm on it. And I say, what kind of ticket? It's a speeding ticket. Guess who be speeding in the house? Going 95 on 95. I speed everywhere. Thank the Lord for the grace of God. I didn't get caught, but one time I did, going to Stock stocking Line and hitting the gas like nobody's business. Praise the Lord. I'm in the car singing. Hallelujah, glory. <laughs> glory, praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, gorgeous." Praise Rachel. Hitting the gas. The police. The popo. Diana, I said, Diana, wake up. The police, the police, police. Diana, wake up. Like, huh? Huh? Police stopped me and said, Why are you going? 90. He said I was. He would say I was clocking about 96. He said two more points. If I was going two, two more points higher, my ticket would have been doubled. That's how fast I was going. He said, "Why are you going this fast?" I said, "No reason, sir." <laughs> <laughs> so my daughter see me, living me a whole life. She got this ticket. I had to repent. <laughs> she got it from my mama. Yeah. Yeah. Your children got it from you. They sassy, you probably sassy. Uh-huh. They stubborn, you probably stubborn. Uh-huh. Start looking at your kid and you repent and you turn and then pray for them then because you out of it. So now you can pray for them. Amen. Yeah. I told my daughter, I said, you know, I'm mad as fire, but I'm going to pay half because it's half my fault. You 18 now, you should sure know better. You should sure know better, but this half my fault. So we're going to talk and you're not going to let this happen anymore. But I can't blame you for what I put in you. If your children giving you hell, it' probably because you did it. I'm the first one to testify because I know I've been, I taught her how to drive. And when I was teaching her how to drive, I was teaching her how to drive fast. <laughs> that was just a side note. Praying in tongues. Because people are not going to tell you what's really going on but the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Holy Spirit does not speak of Himself, but He speaks of what He hears. So when you're praying for people, the Holy Ghost will tell you stuff that they saying in their own house and then you know how to pray for them. It's not for you to go and say, "Oh, Teresa, I was praying for Tracy, and the Holy Ghost says she's doing this no. It's for me to pray for her effectively because he wants her to be She wants prayer, and he wants me to pray for her. I don't think anybody in here I ever give you a word, because I don't believe in that. If God tells me something, I take the word and I pray about it. Only, only if he keeps pressing to me, and this is why I say to God, because I don't believe in giving people a word, I believe in God speaking to you. Because you don't need to say I said it. So I pray that you have ears open, eyes open to see and to hear and to know what God is saying. But this is what I tell God. If you want me to say something, open the door. So if me and you get stuck in a room together, then my mouth might start spilling because I figure you're going to call me then, me and you, so God want me to tell you. But I pray more than I ever tell you what I see. Because it's my job what I see to pray about it, not to discuss it. Praying in tongues. Jude 120 said, build yourself up, praying in the Holy Ghost. Yeah. This means when you pray in the Holy Ghost, you build yourself up to hear what the Spirit is saying. Yes. When you get in any prayer meeting, most of the time when you first get in there, you're in the flesh. You start short or or You get in the spirit, you start hearing things. Hearing things about situations, hearing things about people, that's how you build yourself up. You pump up those wells so you can get out of the flesh, into the spirit, so you can hear God, what he's saying about the situations. Sometimes I'm praying over people, lost ones, and the Lord will say that they in this situation because they have soul ties to this person. That let me know to go in there and to take authority over those soul ties. I can pray strategically if I hear the Holy Spirit. But first, I got to build myself up in the spirit before I can hear. If you don't pray in tongues tonight, you're trying to pray for somebody, please get baptized in the Holy ghost. Don't even get baptized because I think everybody here has been baptized, but I bet you my, most of y'all can't pray in tongues for more than five minutes because y'all don't do it. Church in the Lord and lean not on your understanding. That's praying in tongues. You're not leaning on your understanding. And we need to pray for people. The church need to pray for people. And people ain't going to tell you what's really going on. And the Holy Ghost only tells you so you can pray effectively. That's how you pray for people. If you ain't praying in tongues and you're praying over people, you you very dark. You can quote scriptures all the day long over that person. But the Spirit ain't showing light on none of those scriptures. So the second way you need to pray in the Holy Ghost if you're going to be praying over people. Romans 8, 26, 28 also says, you don't know how you should pray. The Bible said we don't know how we should pray. We pray in the Holy Ghost. And it also said that when we pray in tongues, we don't pray into men. We pray into God. This is how I get up and pray in tongues every day. I said, Lord, I'm not praying to men, so I don't care how I sound. I don't care how ignorant I sound, how beautiful I sound. I'm not praying to men. I'm praying to you. And when I pray in the Holy Ghost, so called or by, I start praying in the Holy Ghost. I say, I'm going to hear what you're hearing. I'm going to hear what's going on in heaven. So then I can make sure I put it in the earth. On earth as it is in heaven. Amen. That's the way I pray. I'm going to make sure I hear you. Even though it's in tongues of English, my voice is still the same. Even though I don't know why I'm praying, he know. And in tongues, if I'm praying that stuff, I don't know it's still going to happen because I'm declaring it in an unknown tongue. That's the way I hook up and that's the way I pray. So it could be on earth because his voice activated and come to earth, in heaven, on earth. We don't pray to men. Some of y'all caught up on tongues because you caught up how you sound. You're not praying to men. I don't care how you sound. If you had midnight prayer meeting, everybody sounds different. Yep. It's not about how you sound. That's right. You're praying to God. Amen. Praying out mysteries. Yes. Mysteries that you don't even know. Uh-huh. Mysteries in your own life. Yeah. Certain stuff you want to happen in your life and you don't know how it's going to happen. Most of y'all don't even know the call of God in your life. Yeah. Start praying out tongues. If pray out that call. It's praying out stuff that's going to happen 10 years from now. And you're praying it out in, English, in tongues, mm-hmm. but you're still praying it out. So if you're definitely going to pray for yourself and other people, you better get up here tonight and get some hands laid on you so you can pray in tongues. Yeah, yeah. Don't wait another second. Amen. Don't care what people say about you. Right. And if you say you've been baptized before you're not doing it, start doing it. Pump that well up. The last thing we're going to talk about, praying for people and praying for yourself, is praise and worship. I would never leave a prayer meeting if people ain't praising praising and worshiping God because that means you don't even believe what you just prayed. If I'm praying for you and you tell me to pray for you and you're sick and you're not praising God after I pray for you, you're not believing anything I just prayed. You're not. You can't tell me you ain't because if I pray for you and you were sick and you believe the prayer of faith and you believe in agreement, you're going to run around this church because I believe. If you pray, tell me, pray for your lost one at the prayer meeting, and I pray for your lost one. Now, that's a prayer where you may have to pray over and over, but you're going to say, God, right now, I know you heard us, and I know you're touching Betty Lou, and I know you're moving on heart right now, and I thank you, God, that right now, you're moving on right now, and praise your name, Jesus. Yes. Yes. If you up here on Sunday morning, and you ain't praising, praising and worshiping, I can tell you don't have a good prayer life. I can You don't even have to tell. You can't even lie to me and tell me you do. Because if you have a good prayer life, God is too good. You ain't got to hop like me. You probably can't get that high, tell your truth. But do what you do. Wave your hand, clap your feet. Hallelujah, whatever you do. Because if you pray a lot, he answers. If he answers, you're happy. You're full of joy. You're ecstatic. Why don't we have a church full of joy? Yeah. Because the church not getting their prayers answered. Yeah. Why did I get their prayers answered? Because they don't know the love. They don't know the authority. Yeah. They basically don't even know who they are. Yeah. That's true. So you come in here sad. <laughs> when we should be the happiest, not in this world, we should be the happiest people on earth. Yeah. Yeah. So praise and worship shall always follow any prayer meeting. If you're praying for anybody, that is you letting God know. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop working. Amen. I spend an hour praying, and I don't see it, and I don't feel it. But I'm going to praise you because I have faith. And the Bible said, without faith, it's impossible to please God. And I'm not going to pray 30, 40 an hour or two and not be pleasing to you. I'm not going to get up and pray an hour and then have no faith in what I just prayed. Because I'm not pleasing to you, and I just wasted my time. And I could be shopping. If you're not pleasing God, what are you doing? Making noise? If you go in the room right now and you pray, you should come out there happy. You can come out there full of joy, rejoicing, dancing, shouting, singing. If you ain't did this something, do a um, James Brown, um. I feel good. Do something. Don't go in there and come out the same because if you do, you didn't believe nothing. You prayed. You didn't believe anything. You just hitting and missing. The church need to start hitting and missing. Yeah. Jesus didn't hit and miss. Right. Uh-huh. He lives inside of us. Amen. Psalms 150 and then I'm about to close. We were talking about this Monday night, some of the instruments. We were talking about my tambourine. How, how many of you guys here when I first came and I used to have my tambourine? I was going, wonderful. You remember that? Cow? He's like, beautiful. I used to be. <laughs> I'm going to tell you guys, I believe I was a little bit too wild for this church, so I had to calm down. Then one day when God sent me to another church who liked me, I'd get my tambourine back out. But I believe I was a little bit too radical because I was just kind of crazy. But it was for Jesus. That's why when I saw my young boy, my young man up here dancing, I'm like, yes, I see that boy. Ooh, glory. And I told him, he was breaking those moves. I said, every time you're breaking those moves, you're breaking off those religious demons. I said, boy, don't stop breaking it down. Break it down. Break off these religious demons. Say, you got to come to church and you got to sit down and listen. Church should be a corporate activity. Y'all might see me up here Sunday getting down with him. Breaking that religious stuff off of you. Some of y'all got so much religion on you. You couldn't even believe God if he stood right up here and shook your head. Because he can't do it that way. Because that's what they told me. We can't pray in tongues because it's of the devil, and I don't know what I'm saying. That's what they told me. I told him, I'm happy you came to this church to break some of this religion off. Amen. This controllingness. Yeah. Holy Ghost said where who the Son set free, there is, li- well, whoever the Son set free is free indeed, and Wherever the Spirit of God is, there is liberty. Amen. And this church needs some liberty. Yes. Yes. This controlling stuff. Yes. You beside you and you want to dance, but you know that person over there don't understand and They controlling you. Yes. At the beginning of the year, the Lord said, it's a Jezebel, it's a Jezebel spirit. rebellious spirit and controlling spirit over my churches. Yes. He said, I want you to stand in the place you are. With all the other people who fasted for 21 days are over in the churches and tell that spirit, he or he will no, that spirit will no longer operate in my churches. Amen. And I've been standing against that spirit when I stepped foot in any church. I said, Listen here, controlling Jezebel, rebellious spirit, you will not operate in this place today Amen. because I'm here. Yes. Amen. Ever since the beginning of the year, when I stepped foot in church, I say that now because he's been controlling. If he could keep you under control, he can keep you sick. Please hear me. Yes. If religion can keep you controlled, he'll keep you bound. Yes. That's right. yeah. no, more. no more. Don't let it control you. Right. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. If people just get free. Yeah. I thank the Lord he set me free. Yes. Yeah. But back to my tambourine. I was telling them, Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Even if you got to praise by yourself. Amen. Praise the Lord. God is good. He's worthy. He's almighty. He's always on time. He never, never failed. Hallelujah. I would have been dead in my grave if it wasn't for Jesus. I would have been somewhere addicted to something if it wasn't for Jesus. The other day, Delinda came in early to prayer, and I was giving a little bit of my past testimony. She didn't know none of that. I'm clean now by the blood of Jesus. I'm polished by the blood of Jesus. A little bit still wow. but it's for Jesus. I know you wasn't like that. I know you wasn't. The people who have been forgiven much praise much. So if you don't understand me, I don't give a rip. Amen. Praise God if you got to praise him. Praise, you know why I praise him? Because I have praised so many prayers over you guys, and I have seen answers. Yes. Over your family, over your children, over your homes. Praise him. Praise him in a sanctuary. Don't tell me I praise him at home, but I don't do it in front of people. He said a sanctuary. Let everybody know God's good. Some of you young kids, don't you know the devil would have been done killed you? Uh He had plans. I ain't going to get on my coffee, but I'm about to get on you. Do you know you are a man of God and you got so much stuff inside of you? Uh Do you know how much I pray for you, boy? You know, when I pray for you, I see the devil trying to distract you on every end to stop that call of God in your life. He wanted you to think that you're less than who you are. When you was in church and church, Ms. for it. we said that young boy got a call of God on his life and we got to watch over him and protect him. Yeah. Yeah. Don't let no devil in hell steal that. That's right. Come on. That's right. And I see the enemy. Day in and day out trying to steal what God placed in you. But you say, say, I won't let him. I pray on so many these people's children more than my own. Because I know I can punch mine in the face. <laughs> I can't punch yours. <laughs> I see the enemy trying to take that boy out. Lambert, you too? You on my prayer list? Yeah. Ronald, he ain't here? He's on my prayer list? I don't think nobody pray for y'all more than Betty me. I believe she know all y'all by first and last name. Because the devil wanted to kill y'all. Yeah, uh-huh. He wanted to stop y'all. Mm-hmm. he been lying to you about who you are, telling you you're not the woman of God that you are, but you are. Yes, yes. Pray over you too. I didn't even know your name. I used to say the red-headed girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God knows. And then I found out you was Chloe. I said, we got two Chloes now, so I know who to pray about. <laughs> but we praise God that y'all are still here. Hey, we praising God that y'all are still here. Yes. And other people. I know the devil tried to kill you. You still here? Yes. 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 That, if, that, if that ain't no reason to run around the church, I don't know what it is. Yes. Praise him in the sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty firmament. Continue. Praise him for his mighty, mighty acts. Yes. Our God is a mighty God. Yes. Ooh, glory. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Yes. 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 Woo. Excellent. excellent. Excellent greatness. Yes. Ooh, glory. Jeez. Paul, I better see you running around this church. How you testify how God made a way for you and Nicole in that wedding when you didn't know what was going to go. No. Every Sunday when that music missed a key and it sounds bad, you just think about that and just start praising God. <laughs> ah. That's what I do. <laughs> Y'all know some Sundays Woo the band just be off. Yeah. Keep it real, some Sundays I'm off. Yeah. I start thinking about, ooh, Jesus, thank you. When I was sick, you rose me up. Thank you that my children are alive. I know people, kids who committed suicide. Thank you that I'm born again, yes. Okay. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Ooh, glory, praise, thank a praise. Everybody take a praise break. Glory. <laughs> Hallelujah. Take a praise break. Take a break. Take a praise break. break yes, yes. stir all the religious yeah. demons up yeah. <laughs> get them out they would laugh at me Tuesday morning if you know me I take a lot of oil I oil up everything I all up my kids when they were going to school they had a big old cross on their forehead I believe in me I got my oil. they'd be like sir somebody pray I got it right now they'll be careful i throw it on you and they were like, I was like, yeah, I oil up the demons so they could just slide right out. <laughs> Them demons be greasy. Get out. <laughs> I believe in anointing oil. Everybody who know me know that. And I believe in all everything up. Them demons gotta get out, I'm telling you. They're gonna have to get out of you, they're gonna have to get out of here, they're gonna have to get out of your house. Yeah. 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 Let me get on this, let me get finished praise so I can go home. Nah. <laughs> I'm going to tell y'all before I end. I don't care what y'all say about me. I'm going to run my this church. I'll tell you that right now. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Oh, Lord, please send some trumpets in here. The religious spirits ain't going to know what to do with that. <laughs> <laughs> Praise him with the lute and the harp. Praise him with the timbre and dance. Hey, 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 hey. Praise him with the string instruments and flutes. Praise him with the loud cymbals. Not the soft ones. He said with the bang. If y'all did y'all never see a black marching band, yeah, it's kind of like this. Praise him with clashing cymbals. Let everything. I was praising the Lord the other day. My dog was sitting there. I said, you better praise God because you got breath in your body. Let Everything. Everything that hell, breath praise what? Amen. I did. The night I praise the Lord more than anything. I think. I don't know that I praise him more than prayer. But anybody in my house could tell you. I always praising the Lord. I'm always praising the Lord. I ain't talking about praise your Lord. Praise your Lord. I was I was fasting and um so Matthew told me, she said, Shirley, I think you need to fast and run and dancing. I said, I'm trying to because I ain't eating up, but God knows I still be jumping and running and dancing because God's so good. Amen. So I praised the Lord tonight. night. I was praising the Lord. And my little doggie, I said, Mama, she praising the Lord. She got the Holy Ghost, Mama. She got the Holy Ghost. And Mama said, well, she sure do need it. But everything in my house is going to praise the Lord. My husband could tell you, he'd be over there just eating his cereal. Hallelujah, glory, to God. Again, thank you, Jesus. don't know, about God. Don't know about. And he'll just say, Hallelujah. He praises the Lord. I praise the Lord for my husband. Because my husband's still here. The devil thought he was gonna kill my husband 10 years ago. And my husband's still here. So I praise the Lord for my husband. I praise the Lord for Christy. She'll tell the story. She was in the hospital and doctor thinks she was making it. I went to that hospital, praying, shaking that bed. Praise the Lord for Christy on Sunday morning. I didn't even know I was shaking the bed. She told me. She said, Shirley, I don't remember nothing but the bed shaking. Shaking them demons off. Get out of her. Get out of her body. Well, we're gonna shut this praise party down. Lord Jesus, I thank you for tonight. Lord Jesus, I thank you if they got anything that they will know you love them. It's not worth anything if they don't know you love them. They can't even pray for themselves or their children if they don't know you love them. Lord, I pray that what I said tonight, even though they didn't understand in the natural, but Spirit of God revealed to them your love. That they cannot be removed from your love. That your love will carry them through anything. That your love says it's going to be all right. That your love will tell them the enemy is not going to take you out. You have the victory. You are victorious. You are more than a conqueror. No weapon formed against you is prosper. And it's not because you are great. It's because he is great. And his love is great. And he refused to let the enemy take you out. Thank you, Lord. From deep within me, that this church will have a prayer revolution. That your people will no longer take the enemy, destroying them. As Betty May once said, it can't be 10 women on Monday night praying. It can't be four women on Tuesday morning. We need a church to come together and pray. We need a prayer revolution. Yes. As we end this series with pastor, yes. thank you that people came to a conclusion yes. that I will pray. Yes. Not out of fear, but out of your love. Yes. And they will take every day to think about your love. Because people who pray much, love much. Holy Spirit, let your word, don't leave them. Don't leave them. When they go to sleep tonight, let your word burn in them. Let your spirit make that word alive. They will rise up and say, I got to pray. My prayers are effective. I thank you for your word. Thank you for your power. Thank you for the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name. And anybody don't have the Holy Ghost, they want to get filled with the Holy Ghost. If you want to come up here and get prayed for, we will. But I can tell you, I got filled with the Holy Ghost with the evidence speaking in tongues in my own home. I was in my bedroom, nobody touched me. But I was praising and worshiping God over 17 years ago. And I said, Lord, I want everything you got for me. And I want to know it came from you. Nobody lay a hand on me. I was in the room singing and praising, fell out, came up speaking in tongues. So if you don't, no, if you don't have it, nobody got lay hands on you, just believe it and receive it and you will have it in Jesus' name. So be it until the word of the Lord. Thank you, Lord. I pray protection over them in Jesus' name. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this message by Word of Life Church.